All right, universe. Uh, I had to cave in. There's a place four blocks from my house called Taco Salisco. And it's been here since I moved into the neighborhood in 2003. And it is fantastic. And for a while, was probably the best kept secret in all of Denver for Mexican food. Because you could go over there and get a uh, soft drink, a Coke, a soda, a pop, whatever you want to call it. Soda pop? A smothered burrito with lettuce, tomato, cheese, and sauce. And sauce. And the total bill was three ninety five. So with a buck, $5, you could have lunch with a tip. And <laughs> the waitress that got hired about the second year I lived here still works there. And with the time she got hired, she was a firecracker. She's still adorable. But she's had three kids and she's got a little more caboose than she used to. And uh, yet, <clears throat> when I walked in there tonight, she recognized me immediately. And I mean, I have eaten probably a thousand Taco Salisco meals, so I've put my time in. But I haven't been there in a while. And the food, frankly, anywhere you eat now is so expensive that um, for a guy who works part-time at Home Depot, I really have to treat myself to what was a $17 bean burrito and bean tostada that used to be a $5 meal with a tip and a Coke. Well, I guess the tostada instead of the Coke would have been the other dollar. But point is, their green chili sauce is fantastic. It is fantastic. And it has never changed. And it has been as good from the first day I tried it to tonight. When I am enjoying the hell out of this recovery meal. But that is not what I got on to talk about. In fact, what I need to get off my chest. <laughs> oh, universe, what a pun. Um, what I... Alright. Here's what's unfair. Especially because... I hate to say it, but you know what a guy is going to do when he sees someone in a bustier? He's going to look at their cleavage. Even a gay man is. I think even women might. I mean, our reaction to the uh, teat of life, that which gave us our first nourishment from uh, this abrupt, oh my God, where did you land me, experience called 8675309 Earth. It's... It's reckless. I'm going to put it that way. And I know I sound like an old fart right now. But fuck you. Because here's what just happened to me. I walk into the restaurant to order two things to go. After the four minutes of work that takes the busboy to finally get in the computer. Um, there's really nowhere to stand. But there's really nobody waiting. So I kind of corral myself in the front entry area. Where there's one little table they've squeezed in that either is the best table or the worst table in the restaurant, hard to say. Um, but I don't want to incur in their space. They're having a date. It's a couple talking about awful things, but whatever. Um, so, and I really don't want to eavesdrop on them. But if I turn to the left, well, then I'm just staring into uh, the <coughs> parking lot. And if I turn to the right, well... Um, I'm staring into kind of the main entryway. So I turn to the right and uh, try to neglect 
the two people who were sitting, you know, four feet from me. And uh, this is fine while my meal's being prepared until a family of, I'm going to say the adults are somewhere in their early to mid 30s. And there are three girls who are aged, if I had to guess, four, eight, and 11 to 12. <clears throat> the four-year-old is dressed in, I don't know, princess outfit. She looks like she's in costume. The eight-year-old is sulking on the windowsill, dressed in what looks like a overcoat that mom gave her to wear. But the 11, 12-year-old is dressed in what I can only describe as a breastplate. And there is a single bra strap holding this thing to her chest. And it is a bustier that is pushing her year two cleavage up into her face. She looks like she's an extra for a Madonna video that got cut. And she's no older than 13. And I think she's 12 or 11. She's young. Very young. But... <clears throat> As I turn to see what kind of chaos this family coming in the door behind me into the main area is, what do I get? I get this girl's fucking breasts in my face. Because when I turn and look to the left, she's standing right in front of me with her breastplate as if Wonder Woman is about to deflect bullets for me. And I think to myself, that's a little girl. Why'd you let her come out of the house like that? And I'm not even a predator. But you're going to put your 11, 12-year-old girl in an MTV rock video outfit in a public restaurant. I, I just... It, and I'm not a prude. I don't really care. And I'm all for the standards for women's dress to accelerate to the sexiest things they can wear at all times. I don't care. But you're going to trigger a response in men that is boobs. And it's as reptilian a response as there is. Boobs. 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 We see boobs even feeding a baby. And it's like, boobs. We're just built that way. Is it terrible? Probably. But it's real. So... Given the choice of staring directly into the corner parking lot, at the people eating their meal, or at this little girl's breasts, well, I found a, a, a reflection in the main front window that was reflecting the bar TV enough that I could kind of watch football above the head of the people that were eating right there. But this little scenario went on for about six, seven minutes where my entire thought process was, don't look at the little girl. And that's not fair. You shouldn't put your kid out to where anybody with some self-respect has to think, I have to ignore the sideshow right behind me. Because that is ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Pause. But not as ridiculously good as this goddamn burrito and this goddamn pinto stop. Oh my God, they're so good at what they do. I will say there are very few things I've tried to figure out how they make it. And two of them are in this restaurant. Their guacamole salsa and their green chili are 
family secrets, I hope, because they're phenomenal. All right, well, there's no more thinking about what my last meal would be. It would be this burrito. Oh, my God. And I've been eating this thing for 20 years, and I still think it's one of the top five meals in my life. My cat won't leave me alone. Okay, no. You don't get any. Uh-uh. Off of me. Thank you, kitty. Good kitty. Mm. God, this is good. Like, I mean, screw death row, right? This should be my last meal, period. If we were going to leave planet Earth with a flavor in your mouth, it should definitely be tacos, let's go green chili. All right. I really hate the lack of boundaries that cats have. At least my dog respects that I'm eating. But cats, they just crawl up on your fucking plate. It's like, hey man, what are we having for dinner here? Fuck off, kitty. And then she gets indignant. Like, how dare I tell her not to eat my fucking burrito? Come on, kitty. This is so good. I can barely slow down enough to take it. Oh, excuse me. To take the bong hits necessary to make it phenomenal. I mean, it is phenomenal. Oh, kitty, get off my burrito. Okay, I have now had to move my burrito three times, just in the time I've been trying to get some goop on a stick so I can take a bong hit so I can enjoy the rest of my burrito. Because the cat won't leave my burrito alone. She knows how good Tacos Alisco is. Oh. All right, she's licking the lid. So that's keeping her distracted enough. We can get that bong hit down and get over to the rest of the burrito. But seriously, Kitty, way to make dinner a challenge. Um, the, logis the logistics of dinner, not the actual eating of it. Right? Baby, look at me licking the fork. It's so good. Oh. Mm. You know what else is really good? Prince's Fried Chicken in Nashville, Kentucky. Or it's Little Prince's Fried Chicken. I've got the picture of the front. It's in the strip mall. It is fantastic. If you are anywhere near Kentucky, go to Nashville and have some Princess Fried Chicken. Or Little Princess. I'll correct that in a future episode. And probably the best meal I've still ever had was a pulled pork sandwich in Kansas City. This Taco Salisco burrito would still be my death row meal because it's come through for me thousands of times. But that pulled pork sandwich in Kansas City, for a guy who doesn't eat meat, I, I would eat that meat sandwich again. I really would. Only one more time. Like, just one more time. I know that's self-indulgent. I know, I'm so sorry, little porky. I'm so sorry, but I'm going to eat you one more time. Okay, I'm down to like five bites. So, was it worth 17 bucks? Yeah, it was. Now, maybe I need to go about every eight years to make it worth 17 bucks, but it certainly was worth the money I paid for it. And at the time, as I was walking out with the sticker shock effect of... <gasps> God damn, man, I'm glad I didn't order the guacamole tostada. I'd have had to fucking mortgage something. Um, oh, God, that feels good. You know, there's a weird custom, right? 
belching. In certain civilizational structures, to not belch was rude. For the sign of a good belch is somebody who has sated their meal to the point that they are now pushing out the extra air to make room for one more bite. Well, <clears throat> it <coughs> seems to me like I don't want to be rude here. Made room for another bite? <coughs> I'm going to talk with my mouth full. I'm pretty sure that's rude everywhere, though. Oh, my God. Okay. So the reason manifest on planet Earth are to play mind games and to eat tacos of Lisco. Those two things are for sure. The rest of it we're working on. Pause. All right. But as much as I love this bean burrito, and I believe we're uh, starting to convey the message that, yes, I do love this bean burrito. Um, coming off the mushroom trip, I love myself more than I ever have felt it before. And not in some piling on way. I just currently love my life. I really do. Well, it's more like I love myself in the circumstances I find myself within this run of my life. I am I'm all in right now. I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm excited. Things are fun. Life is good. Life is just perfect. Okay, do you see how good this burrito is? It makes life perfect. I mean, I almost feel like maybe I should save one last bite each for the dog and the cat. Because how would I know if it wouldn't make their life perfect? I mean, it'd make Phoebe probably shit all over the back area, but the cat might fucking turn into something nicer. I've been saying that for 12 years, so maybe it was a burrito the whole time. Pause. Ha, ah, all right. Um, so... <clears throat> where does a 12-year-old get a breastplate anyway? Like, is that something for sale at Forever 21? I just, I'm still blown away that a child, a nubile, preteen, adult woman, who may have had her period for four years for all I know, I don't give a fuck. It is still a land of predators of which your child is strictly prey. I don't get it. Be a protector, for fuck's sake. And I'm not even someone who's... You know... <clears throat> there is a very fine line between allowing your young adult to express themselves and teaching them the trouble with adult behavior. I never was a parent, so I'm a complete hypocrite in even mentioning the challenges therein. But I know when my protector instinct is rising up for your kid, I think maybe something more needs to have been done on your part before you left the house. Okay. Final bites time. I'm going to save um, a tiny bit for the cat. And a nice, big, healthy bite from my bubba. 
because my bubba has been drooling below my feet this whole time. And while I know this is not good for her, and it could lead to a fucking pile of mud in the back door. Whatever. I mean, this stuff is worth manifesting on planet Earth for. That's how good it is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. While everybody else is taking their final bites, I am going to close my mouth. Well, no, I'm going to do one thing first. Okay. Um... So, what I wanted to talk about was the mental games, right? And <clears throat> mind games are being played at all times. Your, your, your inner dialogue, your whole frame of reference in taking in the 3D reality that it is to be manifested in this form, that's a mind game. More than you even know. Plugging in like the Matrix is closer than we think. But... That's not important. What's interesting about it is how mentally you can become ensnared in determining an outcome without even allowing action to occur. What do I mean by this? Well, I speak of living in a house infested by black widows because I live in a house infested with black widows. And there are two ways to deal with this. You can swim against the stream and try to get rid of them. And the problem with that in this house is there's a lot of them. And so when you do get rid of spiders, you either kill them or you get them to move. And you the idea of killing them all is impossible. There are too many of them. And so, without tearing the house down, eradicating the property, and building a new structure, of which there will still be fucking black widows. But, even if you were to go down there and firebomb the cellar multiple times, get rid of as many as you could, you can't get rid of all of them. So, there is, a, there is an element of having to live with them. There is also the element of, I didn't know that these lived in my basement until a couple years ago. And I've been living in this house for 20 years. And I've done a shit ton of work in the cellar, including an entire new electrical installation, um, some structural work, uh, a whole bunch of cleaning up, and in doing so, don't get me wrong, I knew I lived with a bunch of fucking spiders. I wasn't aware they were black widows. And the telltale sign of a black widow is a disorganized web at, in, in crevices. They like to build webs inside things like, um, like, uh, like a, a sliding miter saw. Those sort of, uh, cupboardy, caverny little holes in which to essentially drunkenly build a web that shit flies into. And then they 
they are the the spider that rolls up the prey and throws it in the back of the web and waits for another one and just starts eating when it's hungry. I mean, the only thing about them that that is is noticeable is that they leave these entangled, disorganized webs, and they don't put them up in the corner of the room. They're at ground level or in some other niche kind of place. I know this because they're all over my house. And what's funny is I've got a couple of videos of black widows now where I've seen them out in my area. They don't come out in the area very often. Once in a while they do. Um, and they're gorgeous spiders. I mean, they're just gorgeous. They are so gloss black. They're as gloss black as a Porsche. And the red mark is the perfect counter red. It's just the right intensity of shade to stand out as the one other feature on what is otherwise a pristine black spider. And their movement is so graceful. They do the like sewing machine scissory kind of thing with their legs. I mean, they're just fascinating to watch. And they don't deserve the reputation they have. And in fact, you know, black widow spiders will not uh, kill their mate unless the mate has impregnated them in a circumstance where there's no food. In which case, they sacrifice the mate so the babies can eat. You're the one who knocked me up, bitch. Here's the reward. I mean, tell me that's not nature being elegant. And instead of celebrating that conservation of resources... We call her a widow. Seems a little unfair. But uh, what I was going to get to with the mind games is I have been down in that cellar in states of exhaustion, having run cabling across the basement uh, rafter and fallen asleep. I've spent four hours down there sound asleep in what is an overgrown infestation of black widow spiders. And I've lived in this house for 20 years now. I've seen three of them, one in the garage, two in the house. And yet they're everywhere. Oh, I've seen four of them because I've seen a juvenile. (laughs) This was maybe my second or third trip into the cellar when I used to get all masked up and covered in rain gear and all this shit just because the cellar was oh so awful before I cleaned it out. But <clears throat> my second or third trip in, I've got uh, ski goggles on. And I can barely see. I've got this intense flashlight lighting up the area. And, um, and there's this like webby, cobby shit in between two uh, floor beams that I want to clean out. It just looks like overgrown, you know, cobweb shit. So I get my flashlight out. I can't really see, like, I don't know if I should do it with my hand or with a stick. Like, you know, oh, just that kind of cleaning out. Well, I point my flashlight up there and I can see there's like a, there's like a hole, like a, almost like a funnel. Well, that's another thing they do. They, they build webs that they jump out of when they're juveniles. And when they're juveniles, they're this orangey white, looking color. They are freaky looking. So because I can't really see what's going on, I decided to take off my ski goggles 
And as I point my light right into this hole and get up where I can see straight into it, the motherfucker comes out of there. And I'm so startled by this thing coming at me that I hit my head on the fucking floor joist, bang myself backward, and I'm literally laying there bleeding, wondering if I'm about to die from whatever alien thing is living in my fucking cellar. That was my first experience with a black widow spider. <clears throat> okay, but that doesn't explain the, uh, the mind game. Well, I mean, if you play mind games with Black Widow Spiders, trust me, they're fair opponents. You might lose. But what is mind gaming is, even after my experience with the alien spider, I still went down into my cellar to do work. I just stayed the fuck away from that particular floor beam area. And that's not to say that I couldn't have run into a hundred more of those juveniles down there. They're all probably sitting there just laughing at me. Especially when I took that four-hour nap, they were probably, like, drawing on my face and shit with their webs. But my point is, even having a 20-year relationship with no problem. Yeah, I've seen their, their remains of webbing around. I have to clean it up. Yeah, they keep the fly population down because I see all the fucking ones they kill. And yeah, sometimes I have to think to myself, well, I don't know if I want to look inside that webbing hole because I certainly don't want to get attacked by an alien. But, and I, and I have two really cool videos of Black Widow spiders in my house. To go with the dragonfly video and the spider that turns itself upside down inside of a straw, I'd say those are my favorite videos that I've recorded. So they've even given me some of my favorite memories. But what they've also given me now is the terrible fear of doing any work in my cellar. And it's completely unjustified. I have been down there rolling around on probably every surface level possible and never been hurt or even remotely threatened. And yet, now that I know what's down there, now that I know what all that really is, not just the spidery cellar that I live above, well, what's changed? My mental attitude. It is no more threatening, no more unsure, and no more of a, or no less of a need for me to still be able to function and do repairs down there than it ever was. But the idea that it's overrun with poisonous spiders, well, my mind game isn't strong enough to think, oh yeah, no big deal. Even though for years, over a decade, I did it willingly and with full knowledge that I was at least vulnerable to a spider bite, and now that vulnerable to a spider bite means vulnerable to a black widow spider bite, I'm afraid to get down below my bedroom and do the pipe repair that's necessary for my hot water line on the sink to my main bathroom. <sighs> well, yeah, fuck yeah, I am. Wouldn't you be? Black widows. You don't want to fuck with them. Because even if I probably couldn't die from a black widow spider bite, they could get me awfully sick. Again, 
What's the mind game that keeps me from going down there? Nothing's changed except what's in my head. And yet now I live without a hot water tap in my sink because I'm afraid to go fix it because of the spiders in my cellar? It doesn't make sense. So this is one fear in 2023 I'm going to have to overcome. The Black Widows and I have always gotten along. Nothing's changed except me. And that's no good. Black Widows are good. John is bad.